Welcome to another episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast. This is Ron Clements in Defuniac Springs with my wife, Patricia. Hello. Hello, Patty. So um, what we want to talk about today is getting more kids out to games and trying to figure out why attendance is down across Major League Baseball, pretty much across the board. For, from 2017 to 2018, 3 million fewer fans attended Major League Baseball games. That's a lot. Yeah. So what is the like total numbers? That, what's that percentage-wise? Do you know? Uh, I had it up a little bit ago. Why, why would you ask me that? It, it's down 3 million people. <laughs> so divide that by 30. But, uh, but, but that's not exactly accurate. So like there are some teams that have lost more attendance figures than others. Your St. Louis Cardinals are one of the most consistent teams in Major League Baseball. They have drawn more than 3 million fans every year since... Let me look here at the computer here. Since I- every year... Since uh, 2003, 2004 rather, in 2003 they only had 2.9 million fans. So that's the only year since 1998 when the Cardinals have not had more than 3 million fans. But the Cardinals in a baseball crazy city like St. Louis are kind of an anomaly across the rest of Major League Baseball where some teams have 20% fewer fans going to games. Yeah, and I asked you to specifically look at the Cardinals because I was thinking as we were going to have this discussion that... I would expect them to be consistently having the same number just because of how big baseball is in St. Louis. And yeah, you you called it. St. Louis is one of the more healthier baseball markets. The Yankees, they drew 4.3 million fans in 2008. But even then, they since then, they have not had more than 3765 in any year since 2008. So even the Yankees with a big spike in 2008 of 4.3 million fans, they have not come closer than 600,000 fans to that since the, in the, over the last 11 years. And now I will say they're averaging, you know, like 3.5 million. That's still like more than the Cardinals draw every year, only because Yankee Stadium is bigger. I was going to say than, it's bigger than, than, than Bush Stadium. New York is a lot is more a lot people. Uh, yes. So the uh, Boston Red Sox. They have not had 3 million fans go to a game since 2013. And even last year, when they won the World Series, they saw their attendance dip a little bit from 2.917 million in 2017 to 2.895 last year. Uh, my Milwaukee Brewers drew more than 3 million fans in 2011 when they went to the NLCS, but uh, and they did go up from 2.6 million to 2.8 million last year when they reached the NLCS, but they have not had 3 million fans at uh, for the year at Miller Park since that year in 2011 when they lost to those stupid Cardinals in the NLCS and then yeah. the Cardinals went on to beat the Rangers in well, the World so, Series. But You know, at least they still have fans even though they don't have any rings. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, and winning does fix most things, but because you look at the Baltimore Orioles who have been terrible. Uh, they went from 2 million in 2017 to 1.56 million last year. Wow. The, the Tampa Bay Rays, or no, I take that back, the Miami Marlins... Uh, who were not good at all last year because they got rid of, I mean, like Marcelo Zuna was, got shipped to St. Louis. Christian Yelich was the, went to Milwaukee and was the NL MVP. And uh, Giancarlo Stanton went to the Yankees and hit a ton of home runs up there. Well, the Marlins went from $1.6 million in 2017 
and that cut that was cut in half. Eight hundred eleven thousand people saw Marlins games last year at Marlins Park. Now, well, and we witnessed that when we were there, opening yeah, day against the Cubs, and it was sparsely filled at Marlins Park, which and is a really nice Cubs stadium. Fans. Right, and but we were able to get some kids. You know, we were part of a group of forty people. Because the Marlins donated forty tickets to our kids of Miami Dade, and uh, yes, we got so it was some... a great way to kick off our trip. It really was, and uh, we ended it with you know twenty tickets for one game at Bush Stadium and thirty tickets for another game at Bush Stadium, uh, and then we got kids out to games in Detroit, twenty tickets, Milwaukee, fifty tickets, Minnesota, thirty tickets, and Denver, thirty tickets, and we're trying to do that again this year. Get more kids out to games. Uh, we've got stuff for sure. Locked in, dates to be determined, but we are going to do stuff with Bethany Christian Services in both Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Stoked about that, as well as Lutheran Social Services National Capital Area in Washington, D.C., as well as Family and Youth Initiative in Washington, D.C. So we're going to work with two organizations to get kids to Nationals games. Still going to try to get something going on in Cleveland. Um, I'm beating my head against the wall about that. Nothing's coming to fruition there but because that's where the All-Star game is July 9th. But, you know, it's like baseball viewership is down too. And it doesn't help when you got a pitcher like Zach Granke of the Arizona Diamondbacks who a couple days ago took two full minutes between pitches wow. to Ozzy Albies of the Atlanta Braves. And there was a brilliant tweet on uh, that this guy overlaid the time it took Granky between pitches. Now, Albie stepped out of the box at one point. Uh, there was a discussion on the mound between Granky and the Diamondbacks catcher. But somebody overlaid that with the Kentucky Derby. And you, you <laughs> could run the entire Kentucky Derby in the time it took Zach Granky to throw one pitch and then another to Ozzy Albies. Yeah, well, that's a, something about the Kentucky Derby. It's all the hype, and then it's a quick, two minutes, right? Yeah, exactly. But anywho, I think I've said this before about what drew me to baseball in the first place. It's the experience mm-hmm. of going to the game, of hanging out with people. Again, it was in St. Louis, and it is a big part of the culture. And whether you're going out to watch the game somewhere or you are going to the game. So either way, um, it's a big part of it. But the whole experience, we talked about that. We've talked about, you have interviewed multiple people who have talked about what their first MLB experience was, how it felt when they walked into the ballpark and all that kind of thing. So I do think if you're watching it on TV it's not the same as going to a oh, game and experiencing it, but it's not it's not the most expensive thing you can do with your family, but it's not exactly cheap either. Oh no, it's getting more and more expensive to go to games. And you know, even when they do like dollar dog night, you're still paying ten dollars for or you know, eight dollars for a soda, ten dollars or more for a beer. And then on top of that, like when a team, even like a, in in AAA, we saw this at AAA, do, dollar dog night, two dollar domestics. Well, it's not all domestics, so there it, it it was it, it was just PBR at at the Redbird Stadium, 
And so if, if you're going to say $2 domestic beers as a promotion thing to get fans out, then make it all domestics. You're, you're still making money. Look, the Memphis Redbirds are affiliated with the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals are making a lot of money. But I think even like as more as that, is like people not going to games because of the cost, is the fees that, that come with tickets. If you think you're getting $20 tickets and you get let's say four tickets and you're thinking you're going to spend $80. Well, now you've got uh, convenience fees and service fees and surcharges. So all of a sudden these, this four pack of tickets you think is 80 bucks is 115 because of all these fees. And so if you're going to sell a $20 ticket, make it a $20 ticket. Right. Well, and I think again, all those things are manageable. If somebody wants to think ahead, you can bring food into the ballpark. Right. Um, and you know what? If you're really trying to manage your money, you can probably deal with having a certain domestic beer. I don't think that's going to prevent people from going, but it may not get as many of the people who do want to buy those upper echelon beers to come out because they know it's not what they want to drink to yeah, that you, point, I guess. Yeah, when, you know, when you're at Yankee Stadium or Nationals Park or, a, or now Oracle Park, was AT&T Park in San Francisco, you know, $15 for a beer. We saw that last year when we went to all 30 stadiums. And th- those were the three most expensive concessions in Major League Baseball. And it's, it's outrageous. Yes. Um, but I, I think, again, it's it's not so much, like you said, maybe it's not as much about the cost. That's a factor, I'm sure. But it's the attention span of people. You talked about how it takes two minutes or what oh, have yeah. you. The attention pa- span that people have, the choices there are so many more choices nowadays. I sound like an old person. <laughs> there are. There are so many many more choices now that people have to spend their money or their attention on, their time. Oh, yeah, totally. You can go, you can go to the movies. You can go to the zoo. You can go to museums. You can uh, go to the theater. You can just go out to dinner. Uh, you, you, can you, you can go to the Netflix. beach. Yeah, exactly. You can just stay home. Right. But you, you think about it. There are... You know, every major league baseball team is in a major city with a lot to do. And especially the southern coastal cities like Miami um, and Baltimore or San Diego. You know, there's a lot to do. You can go to Los Angeles. You can go to the beach and spend a day there and, and, and take your own stuff and not spend anything. Right. Like we did on Saturday. Exactly. This past Saturday. Yeah. But uh, I so I started driving Uber down here the uh, a couple weeks ago, and so Monday I had to um, vacuum out the car because it had some sand in there from <laughs> from the beach. We, that happens when you go right, to right. Exactly. We brought a little bit of Panama City Beach back with us. What and why Panama City? You might ask. Even though Destin and Fort Walton were closer, well, it's the only dog beach. Dog beach. Yeah. So we took Holmes, but uh, Holmes not a fan of the water. No, and we knew this already. Yes, we knew that already. He likes, though, people watching and other dog watching. So that's yep. what he does on the beach. Totally. He's not going to chase the ball into the water because he's certainly not going to chase it on land. <laughs> no, Why would he all. do it in the water? Hey, dummy, you threw it. You go get it. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, with, with the pace of play that we talked about, with, you know, that's why Major League Baseball is tinkering with the idea of a pitch clock to try to speed that up to get more people interested. Because even when you do go to the stadium, these stadiums now, especially a place like Comerica Park, where you've got a Ferris wheel, you've, you've got the carousel, and you've got so much to do. Petco Park has that, you know, that, that park at the park 
area and there's a lot to do in every stadium there's a lot to do a lot to see and you mentioned the people being on their phones you know so even when you're at the game there are a lot of distractions going on so people aren't necessarily always engaged in the game and in a city like detroit where it's a baseball rich city going back 100 plus years they had just one sellout last year and it was opening day in a stadium that holds 40,000 people outside of opening day they did not get more than 35,000 to any game and they only had more than of 81 home games including opening day they only had seven seven games where they drew more than 30,000 people to that stadium they just set had their lowest attendance at a game since uh, 2007 just under 15,000 fans were there and their attendance last year was the lowest since 2003. Or the attendance so far this year is the lowest since 2003. And uh, Evan Woodbury, who covers the Detroit Tigers for MLive, wrote a great column about his fan experience at a game. He stepped out of the press box, bought tickets, and, and went with his boyfriend. And, and they, his boyfriend was from Columbia and knows like nothing about baseball. But uh, it's kind of funny to see Evan write about that. But... Uh, yeah, I would highly recommend that. Um, his, and he talks about the surcharges on ticket prices, and and it's a big turnoff for fans. So teams, if if you're charging twenty bucks for a ticket, it's twenty dollars for a ticket. Make, make roll roll all the taxes and but fees. But the thing is, you're saying that to the teams. They're arbitrary. That's not the teams controlling that. A lot of times, though. Who is it then? It's your. Who are you buying it from? When you go out and buy it, you're buying it from some. If you online buy it from broker. the team website. There are still a bunch of fees in there. I think there's still some broker dealing with it. They don't have people. Well, I don't know. We, we can look into it. But anywho, it, that's the way with concerts and everything else. Yeah, I know. It's it, Roll it into the cost. It's yeah, ridiculous. It is. Now, um, the other thing is kids are so involved in so many different things these days. So they have all their after school and weekend activities. And certainly that's going to take people... You know, they're going to be out with their kid doing something instead of go, taking their kid to the game because their kid people, has a game themselves. How many people, like older folks, did we talk to last year, especially during spring training, who were like, oh, I remember going to a game and being able to walk in for a, you know, for 50 cents or whatever, or or watching a game through the fence, like, you know, you know, you know through the slits in, a, in the fence. And right. hey, that doesn't exist anymore because now, granted, teams got wise because they didn't want fans to be able to watch a game for free i get that but then they just started okay well so-and-so is making two million dollars we got to pay him you know yes and, uh, yeah that's true or they were you know 30 million dollars in case of a guy like bryce harper but but philadelphia bryce harper's now in philadelphia and philadelphia is a place where we are who hope to get some kids out to a phillies game because you touched on it professional sports has have become Really easy to watch on television. Most TV networks do a really good job of showing you the game. Football especially. Uh, basketball. Hockey. Baseball. I still say hockey is the best sport to go watch in person. Um, Why do you say that? Because uh, you can feel the, the, the cool air because of the ice in the arena just turn the air conditioning uh, <laughs> up <so you're> <laughs> uh it, it and you know when you're relatively close to the ice so when guys get slammed against the 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 boards or into the glass you can hear it you can hear the puck swishing you can hear the skates 
and um, and baseball is kind of right there too because you can hear the sound. You can hear, especially if there are only like eight thousand fans at a game like the Rays had the other day. You know, you, <laughs> yeah. you can you, you can hear the the, you know, the popcorn, you know, cold beer. You you can hear that stuff just echoing throughout the stadium, and uh, and then you know the the crack of the bat. I, I say the the crack of a bat hitting a ball is one of the most purest sounds in all of sports, and I you know it's and I love it. And you can. There's a great line by Clint Eastwood in the movie Trouble with the Curve where his vision's going, but he can still hear. And he right. hears how the ball strikes the bat. And, and he knew exactly what had happened with that with that pitch. Or what was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you don't necessarily hear that. Like if there's a broken bat and you just had, kind of had this thud and this crack, you don't necessarily hear that at... Uh, or on, on television, but you can definitely hear it when you're at the stadium. And it's the, the, those things, you know, uh, being being able to just see that, that grass in person, that's the kind of experience we hope to give to these kids in, in Cleveland. But we, we know what's going to happen in Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and Washington, D.C., and we're super excited about it. I think the other thing is just being there with, if you're lucky, 40,000 other fans. Right. And just having that same experience together is awesome yeah but um so how do we fix attendance though in baseball um good question yeah i think isn't it just across the board though i think you know football as well isn't it really kind of all sports i know we didn't look at those stats but i think i've heard that attendance is down in other sports as well not necessarily basketball is kind of is enjoying a rejuvenation here since like the the heydays in the 80s when the lakers and celtics when bird and magic were going back and forth uh and jordan in the 90s i was gonna say excuse uh, me but the bulls uh, <laughs> bulls, and then you had the bad boy pistons in the 90s too but uh hakeem olajuwon and the and the rockets uh clyde drexler with the rockets and the, the the two years michael jordan decided to play baseball but no i i think this is uh I don't think football and and basketball are are suffering okay. as you know, co- attendance is down in college football significantly, but and that's again that I think that has to do with with TV um, because it's so you get so much more information watching a game a football game on television than you do at the game, and when you've got fantasy leagues and stuff and yes folks do. Like there, there's sports betting, so and college football is huge with that. There are even college football fantasy leagues, which is crazy to me. But well, that you touched on something I've I've noticed as well. What's that? When you go to a football game, an NFL game specifically, um, you don't have the announcements and things like that that you do, like telling you what's going on with the game. I enjoy that at a baseball game, but not everywhere in the stadium do you hear that either but i always enjoy it when you can kind of hear them talking about what's going on in the game and you mean like the pa guy like when they're yeah. you're saying now pitching so and so or now up the bat yeah it kind of keeps you in the game which i think for example like i said with nfl they don't and it's one of the things that's so much fun about minor league baseball oh, minor league games are great yeah, because they're they're keeping people in Especially it. Especially the, the, the making the fun lower levels you get. Yeah. Like we went to a Pensacola Blue Wahoos game a couple of weeks ago, and we interviewed a couple. I interviewed a couple of Blue Wahoos players for the podcast. So go back and listen to that. But 
That's that that's double A, and the, the lower level baseball you get, the more I, I think the more fun it is, and yeah. the less expensive it is. Well, and I happen to like the little kitschy glass breaking when the ball goes out of the park, right. or you know, goes foul and things like that. It's funny in a huge park that probably doesn't make sense, but they could do something similar. I don't know. That's what's that's what's kind of fun, and also how close you are. Do you think to the field? the like the superstar status and the you know 200 300 million dollar contracts of of players has kind of like made baseball this this cold corporate entity to where they they have sort of sucked the fun a little bit out of there's a movie out of games maybe called moneyball well that no that was about diagnosing <laughs> the the contracts but and still i mean it is it shows that it's a business it all is if you're saying NFL isn't dropping off, then is that really the reason MLB is? I don't know. But anyway. Well, the reason the NFL is so financially healthy is because they have awesome TV contracts. Where You don't have that in baseball because you're, you're they're playing every day, and there are 30 markets. In football, it's easy to do mm, yeah, uh, that makes national sense. television contracts with CBS and Fox and, and, and ESPN and NFL Network because, well, NFL Network, they own the league, they own the network, but... Um, they only play once a week, whereas baseball, you've got all these regional networks, and I, I have no idea. Most of them are Fox Sports affiliates. I have no idea how that works as far as uh, like what kind of money deals they, that they have. The Yankees right. basically have their own network with the, the uh, YES, the YES network up there in New York, but you you know, it, so? it, it's kind of an interesting thing how, like, you know, yes, baseball attendance is down, but I still think baseball is very, very popular, and and uh, I mean, we love baseball. Obviously, that's why we did the trip last year, and that's why we're doing a smaller trip this year. And we want to we want to get kids out to games, and we want them to hopefully share this love that we have for baseball. And and you know, if we can get a six year old foster kid hooked on baseball, awesome. Maybe this guy becomes the next or this. The, you know, becomes the next Mike Trout, or if it's a little girl, maybe she becomes the first woman to play Major League Baseball, you know? So, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? But, you know, you talk about watching sports on TV. My parents have always watched sports on TV and really didn't go out to sports all that much, uh, with the exception of NASCAR and going to races. And why am I tying this in? Because I want to talk about the announcement you said we were going to make this week. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I had totally forgotten that we had teased that last week. Um, so you're leaving me on Thursday. Yep, see yep. ya. Yep. She's coming back though, guys. She's coming back. That's what he thinks. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to be gone for like 10 days. Uh, Holmes has a vet appointment on Friday in St. Louis. Uh, just a follow-up, make sure everything's a hunky-dory. We're not too worried about that because Holmes is doing great. Is he... Or is he? Oh, he's in the bedroom. He's lying on the floor in the bedroom. Um, but uh, he's doing great. And then uh, you got to try to figure out what you're going to do Sunday night, though, because, you know, the series finale of Game of Thrones yeah, is Yeah, I Sunday. have a decision to make there, but yeah, we'll figure that out. The plan was to be at your parents' Sunday, but they don't have HBO, so. Uh, no, but one of the reasons I'm going up is... Because I'm not just, waiting for you to watch Game of Thrones on Sunday. Yeah, whatever. Selfish. <laughs> See what I have to see why I'm questioning whether I'm coming back or not. <laughs> that and the fact that you sprung this video on me and I'm sitting here and my hair's not done. I have no hey, we, makeup. We got dirty dishes in the sink over here. I mean, oh, way to go. Point that out. Yeah. 
Why didn't you wash them? Anyway. Because we just ate dinner before we started recording this. <laughs> All right. But anyway. The real reason you're going up there and why you made an appointment for Holmes of St. Louis is because from St. Louis, you're going to go to Peoria. I am. And that's because my dad, who is a U.S. Navy veteran, Vietnam got, era. got selected for the honor flight. And what the honor flight is... Um, That's a huge honor for actually, him, by the way. Uh, it's actually the Honor Flight Network. And their mission, they are a nonprofit organization who's dedicated to providing veterans with honor and closure. And what they do is they transport veterans to Washington, D.C. to visit the memorials um, that are dedicated to honor their service and the their friends who also served and for those who sacrificed um themselves and their friends and it's just a really neat opportunity and i know my dad is really excited and he's actually got some of his fellow um sailors sailors yes who are going as well at the same time which is great you remember how we found out about that we were we go over to well we knew ahead of time that he was in, in, on the list. On the list. But we go over... But, like, he didn't tell anybody that he actually got picked for the honor flight. Well, he just got it that day. Well, well, we go over to his house, to their house, and I walk into the kitchen, and he's standing there at the island counter in their kitchen, filling out some paperwork. And I was like, hey, Jerry, what are you doing? He's like, ah, oh, filling out this paperwork for this honor flight. I'm going to... I got to go to D.C. Or I'm, I'm going to D.C. in May. And... He just said it's like so nonchalantly, like matter of fact, it's like, oh yeah, I got selected for this honor flight. I got to fill out the paperwork. It's like, that's like a huge deal. Right. It's like, congratulations. Yeah. And, and he is really excited. Don't, don't uh, misinterpret that. He's but definitely very excited. One weird it. thing about the honor flight though, is that you can't take your spouse with you. And, and that's really kind of like why you're going up there is to spend time with your mom while your dad's gone. Yes. And they also do have some activities around it so there's a dinner the night before there you can go and greet the honor flight when it comes back in they're actually flying out of peoria illinois and you can greet the honor flight when it comes back in so i'll be there for that and just to spend some time with mom and dad and especially with mom because we'll just go and do our own thing while dad and my sister veronica Veronica are gallivanting about in washington dc yeah. You know what I'm really looking forward to about our, our trip to DC later this year is that What's that? You know, yeah, we're we're you know, we're doing this book signing. The ho- by the way, the Home Run on Wheels book cover, I've shared it out on social media. Uh, please look at it. Um, I've got the pages. So the next step is to you have it, like quality control, look at it and then it, it's going to go to the printer. And hope yeah, July 1st is still that uh, scheduled release date. So um and that's where we're going to do these book release events in Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, maybe Baltimore, hopefully Baltimore, Washington, D.C., hopefully Atlanta, and then um, St. Louis and Chicago. But what was I saying? Oh, yeah, D.C. Um, <laughs> you kind of so lost me there we, we, we are you know, going to get some kids out to a Nationals game, and we're going to do a couple of book promotion events in Washington, D.C., but... Outside of those two or three days, I'm really looking forward to our time in D.C. because 
all the times that we have been to Washington D.C., especially the last two years when we've been to D.C. for the for to see the Cardinals play the Nationals, and then last year when we saw the Nationals uh, against the Mets, we have we've done a lot of sightseeing in Washington D.C. in those two trips, but we have yet to go to any of the Smithsonian museums and together. Right. I've I, I've I I've never even been to the Smithsonian. Yeah. And so I am really looking forward to that because I've that's something I've never done in my life, and just you know, this is a much this will be a much more relaxing trip than last year was where we were trying to it we, has to be i can't take another yeah, one 15,000 miles in 7 months in was, a was was a grind but uh <laughs> um but yeah and i've actually been to dc with my parents before and so this is a really big deal for your dad i'm so happy is. for him it is and i know mom's excited for him i know she's disappointed i i understand I, the reason they do it is so that if something does happen you don't have two people from the family, the the parents right, yeah. from the family, Your sister's or whatever. Expendable. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't ha- say that. But but no. Um, so anyway, we'll we'll have some fun though, and mom and I will spend some time together. It'll be nice. And then, like I said, I started driving Uber two weeks ago. So while you're gone, I'm gonna just. You can drive twelve hours a day on Uber. While you're gone, I'm gonna drive. I'm gonna maximize my time. Baby. Rack up the dough, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right well guys that's going to do it we're a little over time we're about 10 minutes over time we wanted to keep, keep this at 20 minutes and we're at like 30 minutes right now but uh thanks for listening and uh hey any way you guys can help um with getting kids out to games or setting up book signing events in cleveland uh, baltimore atlanta st louis or chicago please 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 let us know yes uh, if you're aware of a foster organization yep or if you work that, at a bookstore <laughs> right either one of those all right thanks for listening to the home run wheels podcast i'll we'll be talking to you next week and i'll be by myself i don't know maybe i'll find Are a you surprise talk to yourself? guest I talk to myself all the time. Yeah, I'm but maybe, maybe we'll find a surprise guest to join me. Who knows? <laughs> Until next week. You can talk to Holmes. Have oh, wait. He won't be here either. <laughs> no, he will not. <laughs> Have a great... Stop talking, Patty. <laughs> Bye.